Audiolog 8 on June the 10th for the Observatory Sector, Station of Paranormal Activity in Nature, aka Spain, near Wayville, Oregon. Susie Hatcher recording as always. So, how's it going? Doing good? Cool. Awesome. Uh, hmm. Sorry, I'm uh, kind of awkward at the moment. Um, I had a pretty long talk with Jenny today. Since she came up here to tell me, she's now only going to be here every other week, so... Yeah. Basically, she told me due to station policy, I do have to handle things by myself unless a certain danger becomes imminent to myself, the forest, or any visitors to the forest. Guess I gotta get good with an axe, since... That's really all I got for self-defense at the moment. Well, and pepper spray, but I don't think that's really going to deter any monstrous demon beasts like some of the ones in the first volume of the station books. Jenny did tell me the first two volumes are relatively outdated, namely because creatures that haven't been seen within the last five years or ones that are presumed extinct are still in there. Surprisingly, until last year, the glowworm was presumed extinct. Apparently, the cave led down to some underground pools and tunnels that it resided in, but eventually those got closed off due to some, I'm quoting here, freak weather events or something. So, now it's just the cave and nearby pond outside of it that it lays near. Poor guy. Just wanted to exist in peace, but I guess nature had some other plans. You know, speaking of the weather, that's the one thing that's freaked me out so far. It's just weird. Like, yesterday it was blazing hot, and today it's gloomy and like, I don't know, 60-ish degrees out? It's June. It shouldn't be 60-ish degrees out. I had to throw on one of the only sweaters I brought along and turn off the air conditioning. The birds seem to like it, though. They're rather talkative on days where it isn't so warm. They're good company, you know? I lost my tape that... No. I just misplaced the tape that I brought along that's got the music I like on it. I was informed ahead of time that a tape player would be provided because, you know, introductory station tapes and the like. (laughs) So I was like, ah, sick! I can listen to some sweet tunes when I'm doing whatever I do up here. But nope. Tape up and vanished. I'm hoping I find it around here soon, though. The tape... voice is getting a little irritating, but it's nice. It's a little cooler out, I guess. Some hikers dropped in to ask for a map of the forest, but, uh, well, uh, it's not really my department, and I don't have any on hand, so <laughs> uh, you're gonna laugh at me. I kind of tried to draw one. I couldn't just leave them without 
something, okay? I'd feel bad. <laughs> Jeez. Now, uh, oh, right, right, the um, drawing. Um, uh, I'm not exactly directionally oriented, but I kind of know my way around from the times I've been out, you know, to make sure everything's as it should be around here. Good stuff, you know. Otherwise, Jenny would be totally on my case about not doing my job, and I don't want to disappoint her because that would not be cool and it would not be a fun time at all. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, it's exactly 5.14 p.m. I don't know why I feel like I have to note that, but I do. Sometimes I'll sit and watch the clock tick the minutes by, one after the other, like footsteps falling into place. The station clock is kind of pretty, to be honest. It's old. It's woodwork, pretty faded, but I can still see the chipped paint on the carved-out numbers. There's a bear at the top, right at 12, holding the sun. And below, at 6, there's another bear, smaller, holding the moon. Ursa Major and Ursa Minor, I think. I had a book of constellations as a kid, and those two were my favorites. I always did love bears. Sure, I know they're dangerous, but why do they have to look so huggable? It's not fair, I tell you. Not fair at all. You know, something is shaped like it can give or be given amazing hugs. Why should it be able to maul me to death? Hmm? Explain. Explain that to me. I need answers, and I need them now. <laughs> right. Anyways, other than those few hikers asking about a map, I'd say there's nothing new to report. Just some talkative birds outside the station... Same supplies as always, since I didn't leave or really do much of anything. And actual information from Jenny. She wrote down a few key reminders because apparently the windows weren't locked. And it freaked her out. And honestly, it freaked me out a little too. I hate windows being open. So I make sure to lock them. Um, there's no way they would have opened without me unlocking them, right? Like, that that wouldn't make sense. Sure, the observatory is old. I mean, it's literally a converted observatory in the middle of nowhere. But it wouldn't undo its own window locks. It can't be that poorly designed. Anyways... I'm going to try to lock it again tonight. Maybe stick something in the windows as a precaution, like Jenny suggested. You know, kind of how they put wooden rods in certain sliding doors to uh, deter robbers or something. That's what Ma always said anyways. But, um, yeah, I don't want any bat bites or bugs in my ears. <sighs> Thank you very much. Mm, no offense, bats. I'm sure you're lovely, but... I'm not supposed to house any critters in the observatory. Against station rules, you know. Only Sir Muffles is allowed in here. He's my stuffed cat, and I love him. 
very much. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm gonna go eat some dinner. So, yeah. See you around. The Observatory is a weekly horror fiction podcast written and produced by the Observatory and Friends. All distribution done through Anchor. Susie voiced by yours truly. Eight, five, twelve, twelve, fifteen, nineteen, twenty-one, nineteen, nine, five.